Hi, this is Anna. Welcome to Reader Pod Podcast. Well, I'm so excited to be chatting with Sandy Docker today. The Banksia Bay Beat Shack is Sandy's third book, and I just loved it. All her books have the wonderful sense of small town community. They're all populated with people that we know and love. I'm a huge Sandy Docker fan, and I can't wait to talk with her. So, the Banksia Bay Beat Shack. Um, came out just on the start of the um, coronavirus crisis, but I think it's it's found its audience so far. It's going well. How yeah, does it feel? It is. Yeah, it, it's a very weird time to be <laughs> releasing a book. It's been out for a little while now and it was the week that everything started to get cancelled. Oh. But, yeah, I shouldn't yes. say cancelled. Everything's <laughs> been postponed. Cancelled sounds so depressing, but postponed yeah, sounds like it's fun to come. <laughs> That's right. Postpone. Um, but people are reading, so um, yes, people, people are absolutely involved. reading. I've had so many people of my friends message me to tell me how much they loved it and how appreciative they are that I introduced them to Sandy Docker. And it's, I think, it's just the perfect read for now. You must be so pleased to have given the world such a nice gift. I think Aww, such a nice you. way to escape. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I think that's what it is. It is that chance to escape into just another world and another time and just forget what's going on outside of our own four walls for just for a little bit, you know? Oh, absolutely. It does a beautiful job at that. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, so, um, so it is going well and you're well on the records for um, this year's favourite list for, um, for all of your books, I think, isn't it? You made it to the better um, reading. Yeah, so um, it's the Cottage at Rosella Cove, which was last year's release. Yes. Made it on the reading Top 100. And also I'm not just Top 100. Whereabouts did it come? About 69, actually. <laughs> well, in the top numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to be it. Um, yeah, fantastic. and also the Booktopia favourite Australian book. It came in at number seven. So yes, fantastic. So top ten and top seventy. That's so good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Would you have dreamt that you were ever going to reach these levels of success? It just, <laughs> I think, seems so approachable and lovely. <laughs> I don't think you expected to be a best-selling author. Um. I guess that's my humble country upbringings. Um, and your loveliness. You always dream that you're going to do well. Um, but, you know, dreaming it and having it happen is a whole other thing entirely. And I don't think you expect it even though you dream it. You know? Yeah, um, I feel that way. When you start like out, you, do, you just want somebody to read yep. it when you start out. And then, you know, then you find that group of readers and then, you know, you hope that it grows over time. And, and that's where we're at at the moment, hoping that it'll grow over time. Oh, growing beautifully and so organically. I can't believe how many people... Um, uh, now telling me how good a, a book the Banksy Bay Beat Shack is, and have I read it yet? I'm like, yes, well, you I can have. Say I read it. Absolutely. I <laughs> yeah, I'm shameless. I do. <laughs> oh yeah, never felt more privileged. <laughs> <laughs> and so, are you working on anything at the moment? Have we got a new Sandy Docker to look forward to? We do, we do. Around this time next year, the new Sandy Docker. Oh, will come fantastic! Out. It's called the Wattle Island Book Club. I and, love it. And I sent that in to my publisher um, 
oh, it'd be two weeks ago now, and they've just come back with their feedback of what I need to fix and tweak and rearrange, and I'll be starting on that next week. So it centres around a book club in a small it town community does. again? Yeah, in a small community that's lovely. actually set on an island, which is lovely, lovely, yep. To try to play with in writing. Yep. Um, yeah, so there's a librarian on the mainland who sends book club sets to a book club on the island and then she ends up going there. I won't tell you why or how just yet. And um, it's about, you know, their journey and then how the book club came to be, you know, 50 years ago, all those sorts of things. Ah, so it's dual timeline again? Sounds yes, fantastic. I can't help myself. Okay. <laughs> no, it must be so difficult to do the jewels and making them marry up and... Yeah, it's a funny thing. When you first start writing and if you go to any of your writing courses and, and or attend forums online or anything, it's one of the things they tell you not to do as mm -hmm. a beginner writer is multiple timelines and multiple points of view. And I've always done it from the oh, manuscript. Um, it, it's my natural place to be. I don't know if I could tell a story any other way. So for the moment, I'm sticking with the, the dual timelines and we'll, we'll see how we Well, work. I think they're working out perfectly for you. I love them. Thank you. Um, and yeah, as a writer, I love exploring both the past and the present. So, Well, I like the way that the history informs the present and impacts on the future and all of that. And I, I think you do a fantastic job. I love your dual narratives. They're fantastic. And different points of view, I didn't realise that that would be a hard thing for a beginner writer to do as well, but you're obviously mastered that. <laughs> yeah, it can be tricky because they need to sound different to each other mm. and that can be a hard thing when you're first starting. And um, to spend the right amount of time with each one is, is the hard thing and that's something I've got to fix in Waddle Island because I haven't quite got that right just yet. Um, but that's what editing is for. Yeah, so we want to spend enough time with a character to get a hold of their story, but not too long that we forget about the other one. So oh, it's, it's a balancing I know as a reader, you always, like, you turn the page and you're excited to see the character back again. I think it must be such a juggling act. It must be really difficult to to try to do so well as you do. You do them so well. Yeah, thank you. It, um, it can be a bit trickier, but that's why we have good editors behind us as well as writers because, you know, we don't always see whether it's working or not and they can point that out and then help us fix it. So. Oh, fantastic. Who is your editor? Um, I have a new editor for my next Ooh. book. So I'm under Ali at Penguin and she kind of does the overall feedback and then I have an actual specific editor that gets a bit more detailed and um, it's a new editor that I'm working with this year so I'm excited. Oh that is exciting good I'm glad yeah. I asked. In the book that I'm reading at the moment they talk about the importance of edit editors and how nobody remembers who edited Gone with the Wind but everybody knows it's Margaret Mitchell and it's just but they do such a fantastic job but really um I was thinking of it in terms of a tv show like you have all the production and all of the names at the end but with a book, it's only the authors who get the names on there, but obviously you do the bulk of the work. <laughs> yeah, but that's why we have the acknowledgements at the back. Yeah. I sure that I name those people in the back of the book because you can't do it on your own. There's no way you could achieve anything like this. Even self-published authors 
have people that read their manuscripts and give them feedback. So there's no way you could achieve this without, you know, a team behind you. So I, um, I try to make sure I always acknowledge them. In oh, that. you do a fantastic job of that. Yeah, definitely. And I was so excited to see Diane Blacklock in there as well. She's like your mentor. She was the first one who came to one of my author talks. She, she was the one who started me off. She was yeah. so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, she's gorgeous and um, she was unwittingly my mentor. I kind of kidnapped her. <laughs> I think you said that. <laughs> and, and forced her to be my mentor. It's worked out really well for me. I'm oh, sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her my website reviews to have a look at before I've started publishing them. She was so nice about it. <laughs> she's yeah, lovely. She's one of those genuinely lovely people. Oh, she was so nice. <laughs> So, um, so in the Banksy Bay, we have Laura, who is our protagonist, and she discovers she that her grandmother. Lovely. Yes, she she's quite nice. She's a few few issues going on, but she's, yeah. she's all right. Um, she discovers that her grandmother's past isn't quite what she always thought it was, and she finds a broken pendant and an old photograph that lead her to Banksy Bay, where she tries to uncover what it was in her grandmother's past um, that sort of changed the course of very many lives, actually, we discover. And she befriends the locals in Banksia Bay. There is Virginia who owns the beach shack that is mm-hmm. in the title. And um, Virginia is the one that holds the key to finding yeah. out the truth. And, and it's a bit of a tussle between the two of them throughout the story. You know, will Virginia give up the truth? Will Laura discover it? Uh, and um, in the end, that's pretty much the whole crux of it, you know, will they find that truth and is it okay to reveal that truth in the end? Oh, that's so well said. That is a great way to talk about the story. It's so hard to do without giving away the spoilers, but so well that you really love the people. Yeah, it is true. I mean, I come under the genre of women's fiction and that is um, something that has to be paced quite quickly to keep the readers interested it's not like a a work of literary fiction Mm -hmm. you know when you're Mm -hmm. having an existential crisis or anything Mm -hmm. like that um but for me it all it all comes from the characters you know they're characters that I want to spend time with that I want my readers to want to spend time with because if you're invested in the characters then you want to know their story oh absolutely then you get to that just one more chapter stage you can't You just have to know what your friends are doing now. Yeah, and then you get the readers abusing you when you do something to a character that they don't like, and and then you know you've done your job properly, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so thanks for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. See you next time on ReaderPod Podcasts.